Welcome to the Good Distractions Podcast. We exist to point wandering minds toward heaven. So if you're the easily sidetracked, looking for something more out of life type, this is just the place for you. Let's get distracted. I think it all starts with asking yourself what it means to be an athlete. I've been trying to figure this out since I started playing sports many, many years ago. I've been asking the question much more seriously, however, since I first tore my ACL in the fall of 2017. I was playing for the women's soccer team at Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, when the non-contact injury happened, seemingly out of nowhere, in the fourth game of my junior year. I had never been injured before, so the whole experience really shook things up for me. The process taught me a lot about soccer, but much more than soccer, the process taught me a lot about sports. A lot about what it means to be an athlete. Here are some reflections on everything that happened after I recovered from that ACL tear. It was nerve-wracking to practice again. I was cautious and careful and made sure I took care of any aches and pains I had in order to keep myself in the best condition I could. I was going to the training room before practice every day to heat and stretch and our trainer, who had been with me through the whole recovery process, would question me to make sure everything was all right. He was reassuring, and I remember him saying one day, as if to remind me, to wake me up, Tori, you're healed. And that was the reassurance I needed. I was healed. A few days later, preseason came to a close. When two days are over, we have a tradition on the team of coming together and sharing our whys. Why we're here. Why we play. And I obviously had short-term goals to improve my strength and increase my speed, etc., In the moment, though, I didn't know what to say, so I started by simply telling them how excited I was to play the game. But I couldn't just leave it at that because in hindsight, I'd realized something. Sometimes your purpose on a team isn't always to play the game. Sometimes you have to sit the bench. Sometimes you get injured. Sometimes coach just doesn't put you in. I'd been told my freshman year that the real me was saint me. So I told them that my why was to become a saint, to get to heaven, to be excellent, to be perfectly and completely who I am as I was made to be. I had dreams of what saint me could do on a soccer field. The possibilities were endless and that's what kept me up at night as the opportunity to play soccer again drew near. I told them that even more than I wanted that saint you status for myself, I wanted it for all of us. For the sake of friendship and for the sake of the team. For the sake of happiness, honestly. And I wanted to let soccer help us in that process. Soccer was not going to lead this charge. Soccer was going to help. Soccer is not a good master. It is not a good identifier. Soccer cannot tell us who we are. But soccer is a wonderful servant. Soccer is a simple game until we give it meaning. It is what we make it. And because it is a truly wonderful servant, a wonderful friend, we give the beautiful game the gift of our best. Freely. Not because we have to, because we want to. Because we're kids and we just want to play. The next day, I finally got back on the field. Our alumni game. So nothing that would count toward our record, but real enough that it would feel like I was back at it again. I was a senior this time. I was experienced. I had earned it. I was so nervous. I was so excited. 
My parents were there. My grandma came to watch. I got to start, and in the 23rd minute of that game, I retore my ACL after coming down wrong from a header. I had done all the rehab. I had been checked and rechecked and cleared and re-cleared. As our trainer had said, I was healed. And when I finally got the MRI back and talked to the doctor, he told me that when I fell, I overextended my knee and the overextension caused my tibia and my kneecap to simply snip the hamstring graft that had been so carefully placed just 10 months before. So I didn't play the game my senior year either. And that was really hard because we're all just kids and we all just want to play. I lost the starting spot. I lost the ice bags again. I lost the stats. I lost the recognition. When there was a limit on our roster at the national championship tournament in Alabama, I lost the right to wear my jersey because there were only so many players allowed on the bench at a time. I lost the title of student athlete. I became a student assistant and stood on the sidelines while my team fought the fight that I was not allowed to participate in. It was a repeat of everything I'd experienced after the first tear. After that, a lot of things changed. My future changed. I knew I was done. A band-aid was ripped off very, very slowly, letting me know that I would not get to play another night game at home ever again. I would not be interviewed after a game ever again. I would not be complimented by a stranger in an elevator on the way back to my dorm after a game ever again. I would never score another goal. I would never be anywhere other than the hesitant last player on a dog pile. I would never get a win for my team ever again. At least not in the same way I once had. Not in a way that mattered to my friends and my parents and my school and a whole host of alumni who were cheering us on. Never again with the Benedictine name across my chest. That's a painful band-aid to rip off. And to be honest, I think I'll continue ripping it off for a long time. My perspective changed. When you know the field is not a possibility, the bench starts to look really good. Because you're still on the team. You're still in the locker room. You're still in the group message. You're still on the special side of the field. And that is an absolute privilege. So treasure it. Thank God for it, and at the very least, treat it with respect, because one day, no matter who you are, you won't get to be there anymore. My reputation changed. The truth is, everyone you know is on crutches in some way. The only thing that changed after the injury was that for a brief time, my crutches became visible. The visibility, coupled with my experience, gave my words a bit more weight and increased my confidence. People listened to me more. I was no longer, oh, that's Tori, she's on the soccer team. I became, oh, that's Tori. Which is a hard transition to make. Even looking at the sentence, the length, the words, the content of it, it's less. There's less to it. And how am I supposed to make up for all that was lost? Though it is difficult, it is not a bad transition. It just takes some time to figure out who, oh, that's Tori, is by herself. I'm grateful for the time I've been given to do that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to know her. My friendships changed. 
I was once told that your friendships will only last as long as whatever they are rooted in. You know that special sort of friendship that you have with the other members of the starting lineup? The one that's rooted in the fact that you are both on the front lines? That was gone. There is simply a special understanding that exists between the individuals who are given the opportunity to go out onto the field and play together, risk together, and try together. You cannot have that when you are not able to play anymore. That is a tough pill to swallow, but it is necessary to understand that it's a fact of the game and not a fault of anyone. It's very important to realize that whether or not you play will never determine whether or not you are able to truly love and support a teammate as a friend. But much, much more than they dissolved, my friendships deepened. There's a sort of honesty that comes with pain, because oftentimes the feelings that are painful are much more poignant and much more difficult to keep inside. I am grateful for the friendships and relationships that evolved into what they are now as an indirect result of tearing my ACL. My view of the game changed. I realized that I did miss playing, yes, but I was able to define a bit more accurately what it was about the game that I truly missed. I didn't miss the way the man-made rubber ball bounced up and down on ugly artificial green turf. I didn't miss the way my chest burned when the seasons changed and the air thinned out. I didn't miss the smell of metal on my hands after lifting with the team. Those are simply reminders of what it had all been about in the first place, the sport. It was never something as simple as soccer. I missed so much more than soccer. I missed the sport of it. In his book, The Rhythm of Life, Matthew Kelly says, Learn to master the moment of decision and you will live a life uncommon. I missed being in the business of mastering the moment of decision. That's what sport is at its root. The on-your-toes, thinking-quickly, ready-for-anything mentality that's required. The give-and-take. The moment before you make a tackle and the click in your brain before you decide the burning in your chest isn't going to keep you from competing. I missed living in a world where only one team wins. In a world like that, individuals are pushed to excellence because excellence is necessary. Excellence is required. Excellence matters. I missed the way it mattered. I missed the way it mattered not only to me, but to the other girls on the field and the girls on the bench and the friends and the family and the strangers who were watching, depending on me for a split second because the sport I was playing made them brave enough to believe in something. And that belief, that hope, even for the smallest of seconds, mattered. That is sport. That is competition. That is what I missed. The honor of holding the belief of others in your hands, in your feet, in your heart. There was only one thing that didn't change, and that was my why. When I was standing in the circle, on the cusp of what I thought was going to be a glory-filled senior year, unsure of what to say to my teammates about all my hopes and dreams for the season, The only thing I could fall back on was the view I held of myself, the identity hiding subconsciously inside, the small bit of knowledge that my Saint Me identity is not about the bags of ice, 
the reputation, the bouncing ball, the scoreboard, the elevator questions. My identity is much more powerful than that. There are very, very few things I am certain of. So when I was asked a question I didn't know the answer to, I turned to the only thing I knew to be undoubtedly true, that I and every single one of my teammates was meant for sainthood, for excellence, for perfection. Did I represent that why after that first night in the circle? Was I a good leader? Was I confident in my ability to love every other member of the team? I don't know, but I tried. I am sure that I did not do any of these things to the best of my ability, but I definitely tried, and I'm still trying. The point is that I knew from the very beginning that my identity would always be found in something beyond soccer. My why still applied because from the beginning of the season, it was never about something as fragile as a ligament in a knee, which for the record is ridiculously fragile. As time goes on, one thing becomes more and more clear. I am still surrounded in a very real and very important way by moments of decision. My reality is still a world where only one team wins. Except this time, what's at stake is not a man-made rubber ball. It's much bigger than that. The moments of decision I am faced with are good and evil, life and death, one piece of candy or two kind of questions. Wake up early or sleep in kind of questions. How nice will I actually be to the lady at Walmart kind of questions. The moments of decision don't pull my jersey or shout my name from the stands. They don't count down the seconds until someone wins and someone loses. They don't pat me on the back or wrap a blanket around my shoulders after a game in below freezing weather. I wish they did, but they don't. They're not always easy to find. And I guess that's my new sport, finding them. Finding the moments of decision and accepting them and embracing them so that when they are ignored by the vast majority of the world, they will not be ignored by me. I left the field a long time ago, and yet even now I can and I should live a life uncommon. And that's really all I know. Do I feel better and happy and satisfied with the outcome of my athletic career? No, I really don't. But that's okay. I'm still learning. There's more to figure out, and it will be figured out eventually. Soccer is not a good master. Soccer is a servant. It's a vehicle giving us wheels to help move us on to the next step. I sat on the bench for the last 45 games of my soccer career, and at the end of it all, I still managed to feel like an athlete. Because after everything that's happened, I think I really do know what it means to be one. So my question is, simply, what does it mean to you? Thank you so much for listening to the Good Distractions podcast. We exist to point wandering minds toward heaven, and hopefully we could do that in some way for you today. If you're looking for more, please know that we are not on social media. The best way to get content and updates is by subscribing to our newsletter at www.gooddistractions.co slash newsletter and to subscribe to the podcast here on this platform. Now go out there and get distracted.